0: Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, The Hope of Justification, presented by Pastor Alan Moss, on April 15th, 2018.
1: Uh, Raina was kind of teasing me earlier, she asked me what I was going to preach about, and I told her I'm just going to wing it. And she's like, oh gosh, we're going to be here all day. So... <laughs> but we won't we won 't be here that long, half a day maybe uh, in it you know, I just have to tell you before I get started it's it's really kind of unique on how God works uh and, and the reason why is because you know Jason has no clue what i 'm going to talk about, do you? Nope. But yet kind of what he said uh you know kind of goes into what I want to talk about today. And then the last song we sung has a, has a spot in there, too, where it says that people think they're unholy. You know, and I want to talk about that, too. You know, so it's kind of cool on how God just takes that and ties everything together when sometimes you're not, when you kind of get out of his way and let him do stuff. It's amazing on how he puts it all together for you. You know, and sometimes that's, that's our biggest problem is we get in the way. Uh, instead of listening to God and just saying, God, you take over, you do it, You know, we try to do stuff for him. Uh, But if you open your Bibles today, we're going to be in Romans chapter 5. You know, we've been in Romans the last few weeks, and Floyd did a great job in Romans chapter 3. We're kind of skipping chapter 4 because chapter 5 is kind of a, you know, it's kind of Paul saying, this is what I've been talking about in 3 and 4, so pay attention. You know, so we're going to kind of skip that, and we're going to go right to 5. But if you open up your Bibles to chapter 5, uh, Romans 5, verses 1. Let's read this real quick, and then we're going to kind of dive into some stuff. So let's go ahead and read this together. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith and to this grace in which we stand And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. For when we were all still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. And we shall be saved by his life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today and we just want you to to speak through me. And and Lord, we want to glorify you. And we want to thank you for everything you've done for us. And we want to understand uh, the presence that we want to be in. And that we know you are here always with us. I ask that you just open everybody's heart and minds and that they can hear your voice today. Once again, we give you all the glory in your precious Son's name. Amen. Don't I look good today? I'm kind of dressed up, right? You know, I still got jeans on though, uh, but you know, I got bought a brand new sports coat. Bought a couple of them. I know. You know, I splurged. Got them on sale. Uh, I think this one was like ten dollars. Uh, but hey, I, you know it looks good, right? I, I'm, I'm styling, I'm profiling up here. I look good. I look the part. I look like I belong, right? What? Yeah, there you go. Woo. <laughs> that's kind of want to, you know. I, as I was really preparing for this, I kept going back to a long, long time ago. Uh, yeah, it's a long time ago, uh, but. Right before me and Carrie got married and then right after we got married, I was working for this place. And only in Oklahoma can you find this type of place. Uh, On one side of the store, and this is no lie, on one side of the store, we had a vacuum cleaner repair and sales shop. You know, where we repaired vacuum cleaners and sold vacuum cleaners. And then on the other side of the store, well, I guess in the middle, that's right. In the middle of the store, we sold recliners. Now, only in Oklahoma can you have a vacuum cleaner, recliner store in one building. But that wasn't all in the very back of the building on the far side. It was a tag shop, like a MVD. You know, in Oklahoma, you have tag shops. You know, you don't have, they're all privately owned. So this guy owned a tag store, recliners, and a vacuum cleaners all in one building. All, yeah, just it was wide open, you know. Wasn't, there was no walls to go or doors to go from one to the other. It was just all right there, you know. And I worked in there for a while, a couple years. Uh, me and Carrie got married, and I delivered, you know, recliners, and I worked on vacuum cleaners and all. And, and it was a good time. Uh, and the guy that owned it, you know, he was a really nice guy. Uh, he's still around, uh, but he took a shine to me and Carrie for some reason. You know, now I did a lot of odd jobs for him. You know, I'd mow his lawn. You know, if he needed some work around the house, you know, I I was the guy that always volunteered to, hey, you need, you know, Kenny, you need you need your lawn mowed, I'll mow it. You know, because, you know, I was getting ready to get married and even after we got married, we didn't have a lot of money and I was trying to impress Carrie. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I'd do anything, you know, to to earn some extra money. So I'd mow his lawn and I'd, Spray his weeds, and I'd do everything that I could at his house and stuff. And I remember one day, and me and Carrie kind of talked about this this week, but I remember one day he calls me one morning, he calls me in his office. He says, Alan, I need you to come in my office. So I go in, you know, and I'm thinking, man, what did I do? You know, I don't remember doing anything or messing up, you know, but with me, it doesn't really matter. It could have been. You know, so I'm thinking, geez, what did I do? And he said, have a seat. And I sat down in his office, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I can't afford to lose this job. And and he said, hey, I want to tell you something. What do you got planned tonight? You know, so a minute, I'm thinking, all right, he's wanting me to do something at his house. I said, I ain't got no plans. He said, okay. He said, "Uh, would you and Carrie do me a favor? You know, and I kind of paused for a minute, and I said, well, yeah, sure, Kenny, we'll do you a favor. He said, great. He said, I need you to go to the country club tonight and eat. You know, and I kind of paused for a minute, and I said, what? (laughs) You know, he said, yeah. He said, you know, he's a member of this highfalutin country club, you know. And he said, you know, my membership, i got to pay for food. You know, whether I eat or not, you know, that, that costs my membership. And I'd like for you to take care, and you guys go. Have a good time. You know, well, of course, everything in my mind is thinking... Me in a country club, oh boy. You know, that's like taking a skunk to a dog show. That just don't work. <laughs> you know, It just it don't, it's not going to look pretty. You know, I didn't have the right type clothes. I, I mean, I'm not refined. I, I, I'm, I mean, I really, I was, I was like, well, yeah, Kenny, I'll go. I said, I don't know what I'll wear, but I'll go. And he said, oh, don't worry about that. And I said, why? He said, I forgot to tell you You're Employee of the Month. I said, I am? He said, yeah. He said, I want you to go ahead and hop in the truck. I want you to go down to uh, the guy named Bruce that owned a men's clothing store. I said, I want you to go down there and tell Bruce that I sent you. And he's going to give you a brand new pair of slacks and a shirt and a sports coat. And, you know, you pick it out and and just tell him to, to bill me because you're Employee of the Month. And I was on cloud nine. You know, I was like, wow, this is cool. So I got in the truck and I went down there and I went in and I was looking at the stuff and I bought me a nice pair of slacks and I bought me a nice shirt and I bought me a really nice sports coat. You remember the color? What color? (laughs) I, I bought me a almost bright white, but it was a cream color sports coat. I mean, it was really light color. You know, so, man, I thought I was Miami Vice. I was just, I was it. You know, I I, I was. I was, Ooh, I looked so good. You know, I thought, man, I'm going to fit right in this country club. You know, so I was excited. You know, I had these brand-new clothes, and I'd called Carrie at her work and told her, hey, this is what we're going to do tonight. You know, so we were. We were excited, and I remember pulling up in that you know, to the country club entrance, first time I'd ever used valet parking, and we pulled up in Carrie's Datsun B-210, you know, and if you don't know what a Datsun B-210 is, it's just a little bit bigger than a tuna fish can, Uh, but you know, that's all we had, you know, and I'm pulling up, you know, and I'm like, where do I park, you know, there's no parking lot, you know, where do I, so I pulled up, and sure enough, you know, said valet parking, and we got out, and you know, I, I said, Wow, this is pretty cool. You know, and the guy guy was really nice. He opened Carrie's door and said, You know, here you go, ma'am, welcome. You know, we got out and we walked in, you know, and we went to the to the restaurant there at the country club and we went to the front and the guy was there, you know, and he said, You know, can I, you know, can I help you? And I gave him the little ticket that Kenny gave me that had his number on it, and I gave it to him, he said, Oh, right this way, sir. So he took me and he set us down. We had a great meal. And we felt like we belonged. You know, and they made us feel that way. They made us feel like we really belonged. I mean, you know, we had a great appetizer. We had frog legs uh, and then steak and lobster. I mean, guys, cloud nine for me. But we belonged. Now, in my mind, I kept thinking, I don't belong here. You know, I didn't pay for this membership. You know, Kenny paid for this membership. You know, it's not my country club. It's his country club. But everybody there made us feel like we belonged. And I remember the next day, Kenny asked me how it was, and I told him, man, it was great. You know, I'll probably never have that experience again, but it was great. Now, actually, Kenny sent us several times. He let us go a lot. You know, but they always made us feel like we belonged. You know, and, and I know it's kind of a long story, but, you know, I think sometimes I was looking online of the reasons people don't go to church and the reason why people don't want to get involved in Christ. And the top two reasons in almost every poll I looked at was number one is they don't get invited, which I think sometimes is just an excuse. But the second one is, is a hard one, and it's because they feel like they don't belong. That they're not worthy, like the song said. I'm not worthy. I don't have justification to be in God's presence. Because of my past, or even what I'm doing now, I don't belong there. I don't belong in something as holy as God's presence. I don't belong. I have no justification to be there. And I'm telling you, If you feel that way or if you ever felt that way, like Jason said about the kids, they feel like they don't belong. That's the number one reason in my mind people don't give God a chance. It's because we don't think we're holy enough. We don't think we have justification to be in God's presence. And that's a lie. That is a lie from the devil. Because he does not want us to be in the presence of God. He wants to separate us from God. He wants to destroy your life by keeping you away from God. And that's not what God wants. Let's go back to Romans. Let's start with that very first verse. See, Paul has already told him in chapter 3, we deserve this. Remember what he said in Romans 3, 24. It says, for everyone has sinned, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but being justified freely by his grace through the redemption of Christ Jesus. And that's what Paul is trying to basically beat into our conscience here. It says, Therefore, now remember, anytime time you read therefore in the Bible, remember why it's therefore. It's important. It's like, hey, pay attention. Therefore. Therefore, having been justified by faith, your faith justifies you. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we also have access. Access. We we have a free ticket into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. See, God's given us a free ticket. See, we, don't, we, we have hope and justification. We hope that we somehow can earn our way to God. But we can't. No matter how much money you give, no matter how much you memorize, no matter how many times you come walking through those doors, no matter how many times you go to small group, no matter how many charitable things you do, until you use your faith and your heart, you can't earn yourself in the heaven. Why? Because it's already paid for. That ticket's already been stamped. We just have to accept. And that's the lie. Because we convince ourselves, I don't deserve this ticket. I convinced myself I don't deserve to go to this country club and eat. But Kenny thought I did. And he paid that price for me on a small scale. That's what God's doing here. See, God says, you know what? I made you. I made you. No one else made you. I made you. I knew you before you were born. I had the idea for you centuries before you were born. I created you. Out of love. And I want you in my presence. And for a while we had no way to get there. Because of sin. And God said you know what? You need justification to be here. I have it. My son. See if we keep reading it says here. It says in verse 6 it says. For whom we are still without strength in due time. Which means when we were lost. And we didn't know how to get to God. It said in due time, Christ died for who? The ungodly. Now, who's the ungodly? We all are. See, Christ died for us to give us justification to be in his presence. God said, you know what? You need justification. Is that the way you're thinking? You need proof that you belong with me? Here's my son. I'm going to allow him to come down. And I'm going to allow him to be brutalized. And I'm going to allow him to die on the cross. And it's going to justify you being with me. But why do we not take it? Because we're convinced that we're not worthy. We're convinced we don't belong. We're convinced we don't have justification to be with God. But time and time again, he says we do. This is a great, it's just a great, you know, scripture right here. Paul is trying to tell us guys, you have justification. You have every right to be in God's presence. Think about Paul's life. Here's a guy that probably out of anybody in this room would have truly thought he didn't have justification to be in God's presence. I mean, after all, how many Christians did he condemn to death? How many women and children did he have butchered? But yet here he is telling us no matter what you've done you have every right to God's presence. And you are justified by the death of his son. You know I love that. And it says for, in verse 7 for scarcely for a righteous man will die yet perhaps a good man. And then in verse 8 I love this. But God demonstrates his own love Toward us. And while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Still sinners. Now remember what it said in Romans chapter 3. We've all sinned. And we're all going to sin. But God's given us this justification to be in his presence. He's given us that path to righteousness. We just have to take it. You know, the message is called the hope of justification. Really, we don't have to hope for it because it's there. It's been paid for. It's justified. If you think you don't belong here, you're so dead wrong. Something's holding you back. What is it? You're not dressed good enough. You don't sing good enough. You don't speak good enough. You're not that smart. You don't have everything memorized. I don't have nothing memorized. Guys, we belong in God's presence. That's all he created us for. He created us to be with him, not to be apart from him. Do you think he created hell for us? Who did he create hell for? Who? Exactly. He didn't create it for us. He doesn't want us to go there. That's why he said, I'm giving you justification to be with me. I'm paying that price. It's my son. And guess what? I did it for the ungodly just as much as I did it for the godly. I did it while we were still sinners. While you were still sinners, I I sent my son to die. Knowing that you're going to sin again, I still sent him to die for you. That's how much I love you. And that's the beauty of it. You know, and, and... You know, and I love how always Paul kind of throws a real world in there. Because if you go back and you you read verse 3, it says, Not only that, but we also glory in our tribulations. You know what Paul's saying right there? He's saying, guys, I know life's going to be tough. I know there's going to be good times, and I know there's definitely going to be bad times. I don't think Paul had a lot of good times. (laughs) Do y'all? After he gave his life to Christ... You know, he he was in heaven at that time. But if you really look at the way the world looks at it, do you think his life was all roses and peaches and cream and he's sitting on a beach and in a lawn chair or whatever? I mean most of most of his life after that he spent in prison, chained up to a wall, you know, not probably even being able to see the sun. That that's not that's not good. That's not a life I would want to aspire to. But Paul says right there, he says, I know that it comes in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance. Which means when things get bad, we just got to walk through them. Because they're going to be bad. There's going to be tough times. We can't avoid it. God puts it there for a purpose. He puts it there for a lot of purposes. One, to give us a full life. But two, so we can look towards who? (coughs) Towards Him. And we can walk through it. Because guess what? It says, when you go through it, what does it build? It builds character. And it gives you hope. And it says, a new hope does not disappoint. See, that's telling me right there that this hope, the hope in Jesus, isn't a, a normal what we think hope is. Like if if I hope I could jump off this without hurting myself, but I'm not 100% sure because I'm so fragile. (laughs) But this hope does not disappoint. See, Jesus don't disappoint, does he, Floyd? God doesn't disappoint. He says, guys, this hope does not go away. This hope, you don't have to worry about whether it's going to come or whether it's not going to come. This hope is already here. So if you need hope, this is it. If you want to hope for something, then you hope on Christ. You put your hope in Him. That's going to make those hard times a little bit easier to get through. It's going to make the good times a whole lot sweeter. But what are you hoping for? See, too many times we hope for the wrong things. We don't put our hope in God. So many distractions. You know, it breaks my heart to hear teenagers taking their own lives. You know, I have a lot of experience in that. And it's not good. And it's because they feel like they have no hope. Because they put their hope in this world. And this world is so disappointing. This world is never going to come through like we think it is. But that's what we put our hope in. Because we think, we're convinced sometimes that I don't belong. I don't belong in God's presence. Look at my past. I was a thief. I don't belong in God's presence. I hurt people. I stole. I sold drugs. I did a lot of bad things I don't deserve. I don't have justification to be in God's presence. So we put our hope in this world. And when we get crushed, unfortunately a lot of us take our own lives. They think that's the only way out. And it's not. See, Paul is reminding us your hope is not going to disappoint you. You just can't give up. You have to have faith. And you know where you need to put that faith? Only one spot, and that's Christ Jesus. And that's what he's saying right here. So I'm telling you, If you're here today and you're even coming close to doubting, do I belong? Do I belong in church? Do I deserve to be here? Do I deserve God's love? Technically, no. But God says, I have justified you by my son. I've paid the price. I've given you a free ticket. Just get on board. There's not a person in here. I guarantee there's not a person in here that if I had a suitcase full of a million dollars cash, would you take it? If I said, hey, this is free to anybody, would you take it? Sure we would. But yet, we have something so much more valuable. And we don't take it. We've let the world and the devil convince us. You're not justified to get God's love. You don't need to be here. You're not worthy. See how you sin? See how you struggle? You just need to turn away from God because you, you don't deserve to be in his presence. Yes, we do. We all do. And on top of everything else, that's exactly what God wants. He wants us in his presence. You're his child. He wants that relationship with you. He loves you more than anything else. Enough to send his son to give you justification to be in his presence. There's nothing else. There's really not. I mean, if you, if you go to the very, very last, it says in, not, in verse 10, it says his son, actually if you go up to verse 9, it says much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For of when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. You know what that means? That means when Christ rose from the grave, he's given us an opportunity to put our faith in him. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your savior, you're accepting his life as your new life remember Nicodemus came to him at night and said how do I get born again God what what do I got to do and and Jesus said you got to be born again he said well how can I do that how can I be born again I'm a man I can't crawl back up into my mom how can I be born again Well, I'm sure that's what he thought but Christ just looked at him and said you got to die your worldly self has to die. And then you're going to be reborn. See, Jesus knew, when I raised from the dead, you raise from the dead. When I step out of that grave, you can step out of that grave. Your hope, your faith, needs to be with me. That's it. That's simple. It's easy. My question for you today is a real easy one. Look at the back of that and that tells you justification. It shows you the path. Jesus Christ credited to us. He credited our account. And all of our guilt, guess where it went? It was credited to him. All of your sin, was on his account he paid for it will you will you go to the country club you want to have that great experience I mean I can imagine I had a great time we danced we, we had great food we felt we were treated like kings and queens but that's nothing to compare to what I got waiting for me in heaven Don't you want to go? Don't you want to see it? Don't you want to be treated that way? Don't give up on it. Don't let the world tell you you don't deserve it. Don't let the world tell you you're not justified. Because God paid that price. And he justified you. And it's your faith that makes it happen. By just giving it to him. Everything. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for everything you've done. I know that on my own, there's no way I could have been justified to be in your presence. And I know you created me just to be in your presence. I'm your son. You love me. So much that you gave your son for me. He died on that cross so I could live so I could have justification to be in your arms Lord I ask you today if there's anybody here that's struggling with that thought that they don't deserve it that whatever they think they might have done is so bad they, they, they don't have justification to be with you I ask now that you break their heart and that you let them understand that yes, they do. All they gotta do is put their hope and their faith in you. Just accept you. Maybe somebody's here that has accepted you and they're still struggling with it. Let them know, Lord, that, that you know they're gonna struggle. And that it's okay. Everybody struggles. But we need to keep focused on you. It's going to build perseverance and character as long as our hope is in you. Keep our eyes on you. I ask that if there's somebody here struggling like that, let them come down. I'll meet them here. Somebody will pray with them. Give them strength. We all need each other. That's why you've put us in this building together, Lord, we thank you. We honor you. And just have people pray now to you. Open their hearts. Let them have hope and peace and know that they deserve to be in your presence. You want them in their presence. Bless the offering that we'll give in a little bit. Just let it go to your work. Lord, we thank you so much for everything you've done for us. To pay that price so we can go. We thank you. and We give honor and glory to your precious son's name.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message you are invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At We're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.